And now for our first sponsor, which we've been using in the bathroom cabin for the last few years, Poopery. Poopery, the original before you go toilet spray that has over 100,000 five star reviews. Poopery is always formulated with essential oils and plant based ingredients that eliminate bathroom odor before it even begins. Poopery is essential for our home. So many share bathrooms with all the smells, plus it's female founded and a Texas based company. Poopery has several scents and size options. My fave is the fresh air, smells like jasmine and mint. And my favorite place to stock up is my local Target. So easy to add to your next curbside pickup or online order. Plus, if you have any upcoming travel, aka sharing bathrooms even more than usual, Poopery 2 ounces and the travel size 10 milliliters are TSA friendly. It's always mandatory on our packing list. We have Mariah De La Mer in the bathroom. Yay! Hi guys. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Mariah is one of our best friends. She's always in and out on the land. We try to keep her here as long as possible. (laughs) Yeah. It's not easy. She flies away. It's also not hard. I'm back all the time. I feel like I just pop in. You're like, oh, you're here. (laughs) Walking across the yard is like, oh, Mariah's back. (laughs) That's the best. It's the best. Well, this is so fun to be here in the bathroom with you guys now. Thank you. And... Yeah, yeah, we've been talking about this for a while. We, forever. And it's, yeah. I was just sitting here and it's, it, I'm so happy and excited and joyful mm. and just proud. And Aww. I've been hearing about this for such a long time and you've been dreaming it up for such a long time. And then it's here. It was birthed the same day that she found she was pregnant. So Yes, yeah. with Jeremiah. And he's wow. two now. So one. He's one. He's one. But the, the year you were pregnant, you were yeah. pregnant and yeah. then with him. So it would be. Yes. Two years. But yeah. you're right. I'm not going to correct you on, <laughs> on, on how old your child is. <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> Needless to say, Peggy and I have had this uh, discovery to do this show for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Did so the wax so... just fall off the candle? It's, in. <laughs> it's like yeah. creating a vibe. I think we just shed some energy right there. Mariah. Let go of all the yep. efforting it took to get here. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, deep breaths. We've arrived. It's literally finally, like continuing it is to looking at yeah, the candle like, is just really it's sweating. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just got back from London. Just got back from London last night. And you're in this huge transition in life and it's it's included so much travel, so much st- you're going still busy, still busy. You want to share anything about this transition? Yes. Um It has been, I would say, one of the most transformative years of my life and also one of the most challenging years of my life. Um, Let's see, how far do we want to go back? I'm going through through a divorce right now. And if you've followed numerology as well, I'm in year nine. So year nine is all about completions and closures and endings and a culmination. And it's really felt like this year in particular has been an unwinding of certain old patterns and beliefs and um, constructs and and ways that I was maneuvering in the world. And travel has been such a beautiful aspect of reimagining what else is possible and everything I'm stepping into. And so I've been really blessed to be able to travel a lot this year and visit some beautiful cities and places in nature and 
Yeah, it's been incredible. What was your favorite place? Mm. Scotland. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with Scotland. Um, And then Iceland. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm finding that, you know, so much of this year, different land and water will come in meditations or dreams. And it'll just serendipitously align to buy a ticket and go there and just it's been really wild to watch the flow how everything has kind of happened and yeah so Scotland was one that I was only supposed to be there a week and a half and then the land was like no you gotta stay so I stayed for a month and just traveled all around and Iceland um, was at the end of the trip and again it's a lot of these places that are just super pristine um and really pure spaces of, mm, it's just purity. It's like there's mm. nothing that has been um, interfered with as much. Mm. And it's, it's, there's a lot of, mm, there's a lot of codes within the land and within the waters in these places that haven't been interfered with um, humans as much. Yeah, that's as you were talking, it really feels like the land is helping you let go. Mm. Those clear spaces are helping you revitalize you. And, um, you know, because when we go through transitions, right, there's a a lot of letting go. And it's not always fun and always easy. But when you have when you're called to those beautiful spaces like that, like what a what a great respite, Mm -hmm. right, just to be held in nature. Yeah. Yeah, as we are here. Yeah, I love it here. I just being in nature. I I followed very closely your travels, um, personal connection mm-hmm. and Instagram, and uh, and you had posted something the other day that has been sitting with me mm. quite a bit. Is that different pla- places activate different parts of yourself, right? So it feels like you're traveling around, activating a remembrance and communication with the land. Um, what did Scotland mm. activate in you? Scotland was a remembrance. Yeah, it was a deep like soul remembrance. And it awakened in me different abilities to communicate with different realms that are very active and alive in some of these places. Um, you know, if you look at a lot of um, Scottish, you know, and Celtic, mythology so many of you know there's 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 the fae there's the fairy there's the leprechauns there's the rock people that you know they're really in deep connection and communication with the nature spirits and you can feel it there so a lot of people you know if you don't believe in these other um, realms of existence some of these places it's really hard not to believe when you're there because you can just it's so present. It's so alive. So we have to go to Scotland. <laughs> yeah, we do. Definitely wow. have to go to That's Scotland. So cool. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So I think it had been, you know, it was really great. I was, oh, I was by myself that whole month in Scotland and, um, it was living in different realms and different worlds and being able to communicate in different spaces. Um, yeah. Now you basically stayed with yourself for a whole month. Mm. And in a relatively remote areas. And I was telling Mariah, like, what a sacred thing to be able to do for the rest of my life (laughs) with my children and my husband. I can guarantee you, I will never spend a month by myself. Yeah. 
And yeah. so what a beautiful opportunity you seize during this transition. Mm. What happens in a month with yourself? <laughs> so many things. <laughs> um, you communicate with the rock spirits. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, go ahead. And, and things like that, of course. But I think a lot of, and, and you were great. You did mention that and, and remind me of this time period that not everyone, you know, it's part of their experience. Mm -hmm. And I really leaned into that because it isn't a time in my life where um, I'm not anchored in one place. I, you know, don't have to work in an office every day that I have to go. Like, I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have a dog right now. I don't have children. Like, it mm -hmm. is a very particular time in my life to lean into that. So I really did. And... Mm -hmm. I loved meeting new people. If it was, you know, I, I woke up one day and I was like, I really want to go fishing. So I like found this fisherman off this aisle, um, the Isle of Skye, and he took me out fishing. And it was like I had the best day with him. And he was a local fisherman and knew all about, um, you know, these birds tell you that they're, these fish are over here and these are these sea. Like he just knew wow. so much about the land. And it was really great just to meet meet new people and also there was so much of my own unwinding and um, and healing and processing. And I think for me, it was really staying present with my process. And I really didn't want to go through this divorce and, and change of work in a way and just repeat the same pattern. Like I wanted to mm -hmm. be really present with what was coming up in the moment and feel it and heal it and be able to see what was coming up to be able to just allow it to integrate and then to move forward. So mm. it was a lot of healing, you know, there was a lot of tears. There were a lot of um, moments of joy and laughter. And I do like, I love, I was a professional dancer and I love dancing. And so part of my road trips, like I'll literally pull over to the side of the road, blast some music and just dance. Like it's one of my favorite things to do. So it was a lot of just fun, you can be, you know, spontaneous. You can do whatever you want to do, which is, I think, has been really nice and healing. I was going to ask, what is, like, one of the favorite messages that you got fun, like, just because mm -hmm. I know the spirit realm can be really hilarious for healing. And so I'm just curious, is there a moment, a favorite, and it doesn't have to be Scotland, it could be anywhere, that was just, like, <clears throat> like, just had you in stitches because of what was, you know, being downloaded to you or presented to you? I had this, I mean, this is a funny, this is a, this is a funny slash odd one in most, I, some people would say they're all odd. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But this was in Iceland and I drove off. I got called to go up to this water ball. Okay. Um, now wait for some people. T what does that mean? You were got called to go to a waterfall. So explain what, how that information came to you so people can have an understanding. So a lot of the information will come to me as a knowing and or a like I'll audit like I'll hear it right. Um, so, so this is in, inside your mind. Yes. You will hear a message or the knowing is, is it just comes through and you know it. And you don't know how you know it. Yes. So you trust the, it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I I'll hear this. pull <laughs> off or I'll hear take this road or you yep. need to go up here or yep. um, it's almost this pulling like this this magnetic pull that mm. right. You know, I've been in such a deep space of listening for so long that I just trust it. And that's been so much of 
my travels have just been moving and flowing intuitively, which has also helped to strengthen that a lot because I just listened to that voice. Um, so the voice uh, (laughs) brought me up to this, um, to this waterfall and it was a little bit off the road. And so I like hiked up and I was there by myself and there were, it was like exquisitely stunning. There were sheep around. It was just so picturesque and beautiful. And then I kept hearing this, okay, come up a little bit further. And the voice started to change. So it started to change in frequency and it started. So I knew that there were um, elemental beings that were there that wanted to have some communication. So again, in a space of listening and discernment, I felt safe and I felt, you know, I felt Mm -hmm. okay. So I get up there and it was like, and, and they started to say, put, put your feet in the water. Like there's a cleansing that wants to happen. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and then they said, take off your clothes. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm open to this. And I was like, no, but there's, you know, there's, there's cars going by. Like this is not a off in the middle of the woods. Like there would, there, you know, there definitely could be tourists coming by. And here I am just naked in some waterfall. Like, and you know, it's not ideal. <laughs> And then I heard she's scared. They were like, she's scared. And I was like, ugh, I am not scared. <laughs> so I started to get in this dialogue with them and they're like, she's scared. And so it was just <laughs> and me being peer me. pressure yeah, exactly, in the spirit world. Exactly. And so I was like, ugh, okay, no, I'm not. So and I and I saw them and they appeared and they were very um, they were almost similar to these Hawaiian beings called the Menahuni, which are sort of like a warrior elemental um, beings. But so they were definitely guarding this space and guarding this waterfall. And it had a really beautiful, um, deep energy to it. But they were quite trickstery. So I did get in the waterfall and I did go over and I let my I put my crown underneath the water because that's, you know, it felt really cleansing and healing and, and activating. And then it did feel like there was a bit of, they were definitely more trickstery than I like to play with. So I kind of ended up, you know, putting my clothes on. I was like, all right, you guys, I did it. Like met you guys. Great. And ended up going back to the car, but it was one of those things where I got back in and I was like, that was such a bizarre experience. Like these beings just told me to take my clothes off in the, you know, under this waterfall. And I did, but it was, it was and you're by yourself, you know, uh-huh. so you're having all these experiences by yourself, but that was a fun one in terms of, I think, again, meeting all of these different frequencies and meeting all of these different beings and guardians of these spaces, which, you know, every every single ancient civilization has been in communication and dialogue with some of these guardians of these spaces for a very long time. And it's it's an honor to be able to, to meet them in, in different spaces and places, so... That's awesome. They didn't quite have me in stitches. We were kind of in a little bit of a, you know, a tug of war, but, but it was a fun one. (laughs) They got you to do something that you wouldn't normally do. So totally, totally. They can be very cheeky. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So, you know, it's like there was one in Ireland where I kind of got drawn into this forest. And it was one of those where I had to have a conversation with them of, I need to come back. You know, like I don't need to, you, you hear all of these stories, especially in Ireland and Scotland of people kind of going into the woods and then 
not coming out. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never, I've heard, never that. heard that. Okay. Yeah. Now you have to share that with us. We're going to have to get into the folklore. Yes. 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 Yeah. yes. And it's, and it's so really present in a lot of the, the locals know the folklore and know of the different times and the days to not, you know, it's, it's just part of the culture and you can feel it. Like you can feel it in the wow. land. So maybe we won't go to Scotland. No, <laughs> like, we are definitely t- going. We'll just go to with somebody Scotland. who knows the yes. folklore. <laughs> are you kidding me? And which forest you know not to go in when you show up? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we uh, speed dial. They're yes. all right there. Yeah, they're right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Mariah, you're you've been moving through a divorce for a while, and dating happens after that. How do you break it? to men that you communicate with (laughs) the elementals that push you into waterfalls on your vacations I've kind of it's one of these things where I feel like now yeah I just am so open with it yeah and if it's not like it just is what it is you know and if they get it or they don't get it it doesn't really matter but I need to be me and I would love to just be a fly on the wall I because we all, all three of us very casually talk about these kinds of things yeah, all the time. We all have the experiences. But it's yeah. always a little fun for somebody to look at you and be like, what? And it's, and it's so funny. I had a, I had a call the other day with a guy and, and I was, you know, he was asking about my intuition class and everything. And so I shared with him, you know, and I said, you know, I'm really grounded and really practical and not woo-woo. And he says, everything you just said sounded woo-woo. And I forget, you know, that we so live in this realm that we forget that there are so people that, and that's why I was slowing you down to help people understand what a knowing is, what a, so everybody can understand we all have access, right? And yeah. so you're beautifully yeah. expressing yeah. everything. And, and you're right, your partner's got to be able to get you. And they don't have to, they don't have to do it themselves, but they have to make room for you to just be you. And, uh, and what a mistake if they didn't, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, exactly. There's fun things that are happening. (laughs) (laughs) They can sit there and go, tell me what's going on in your mind right now. Like, if you only knew. (laughs) (laughs) Want to jump in the river? Want to make it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, that was my idea. Sorry, right? Like, you're always correcting. (laughs) I'm sure the guy would be thinking the elementals. Exactly. <laughs> He'd be fine. <laughs> right? He doesn't care how it happens as long as it happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's too good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So you you traveled around communicating with the elementals and also just having this beautiful sacred time. One of my favorite things that we've bonded over with over the years is the crystal the crystalline realm Mm -hmm. and, um, and you wrote a book and you have a book on crystals. And would you like to talk a little bit about how those, the, the crystal realm tied into your trip? Because Mm -hmm. I personally enjoyed watching you walk over seemingly mundane territory and grabbing things Mm. and talking about how special and exquisite each thing was. Wow. So similar to the water, I do find that cer- that I am drawn to certain places that have a really high mineral and crystalline uh, bed and fields and deposits. And I didn't even plan this. I knew going into the summer, I was like, it's all about the water and it's all about the minerals. But it was funny in retrospect to look back and see really how it all kind of came together. And 
I was able to visit so many ancient stone circles and, um, yeah, really beautiful high crystalline places. And what's fascinating is a lot of these places like Stonehenge and, you know, Avebury and a lot of these places are even some stone circles in Portugal that I went to, they're built on like high crystalline beds. So if it's like quartz fields or, um, different mineral deposits that are there, the minerals are also acting to charge that space. So, you know, if we look at ley lines on the earth or a different grid of the earth where the minerals are able to create these um, acupuncture points really on the planet. And then we oftentimes see sacred, um, you know, if it's buildings or temples or stone circles on these places as well, because they were used in ceremony, they were used, you know, in a myriad of different things for you know, if you want to go down the rabbit hole of, of if it's, uh, yeah, ceremony or time travel or whatever that is, right? These places of high energetic um, apexes, the crystals help to activate that. Also, crystals store information. So I oftentimes call them like the OG thumb drives of the earth, that they mm-hmm. literally are like storing data from, you know, millions of years so you can go to these places and tap into a meditative space and, and state. And once you're in that space, really of the heart, you're able to drop in and communicate with the land and start to take in the information that the land has been holding. Mm. Um, and you, so you, you can almost read it like a book. So it's starting to tune into the information that's stored within the earth already And again, dropping out of our brain into the heart of a space of openness. And then from there, um, being able to dialogue, but also take in the information. Okay. So I I, I love what you were doing by like, how do you know you were called to something? I just love this. We could all talk about this all day long. (laughs) Can you explain to people a method that you utilize to drop in from the brain to the heart. Cause I feel like that's so valuable for me. A lot of my work has been to ground in mm-hmm. cause I can, I can vacate very easily and I can get in my head and I can get out of the body. So usually first I'll connect to my feet and I'll just bring my awareness down to my feet. So just bring, close my eyes and bring my awareness down to my feet and almost imagine that I'm breathing into my feet. So just to drop the energy down And then from there, bring my awareness up into my heart. And if I'm breathing into it um, in a space of just visualizing breathing into my heart or coming from a space of gratitude, coming from a space of um, gratitude for the beauty that I'm seeing, for the land that I'm in, for my life, like whatever that is in that moment that feels really... um, truthful and authentic to that space that space of gratitude in the heart for me also helps to just open up that dialogue beautiful yeah I I didn't know that there could be crystal fields Mm. you know being a farmer's daughter right I've never heard of crystal fields really I haven't Ooh, amazing Arkansas 
Arkansas. I've never been to Arkansas. <gasps> we need to go to Arkansas. Where where at in Arkansas? All over. Mm-hmm. All over. All over. Mm-hmm. Like massive all courts. Over. All over. It must be a hidden gem because no offense, Arkansas people, but it's <laughs> not, I've been I'm I've driven I'm, through it maybe once. I had an uncle that lived there many, many, many years ago and went as a kid. But just to uh, his property, never really. What it, what is there? Like, is there a the, big? Okay, so the only like a tourist, uh, a the only diamond or? mine Some. in the country that you can go visit is in Arkansas. They also have lots of quartz crystal beds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to ah. a private one where they really honor the land and they don't do commercial mining, and so you have time on it's just this elderly couple's property and they're like here come enjoy and see what you can find and uh even just walking up the driveway completely clear quartz crystal point wow wow Wow. beautiful or in the lake you'll just find a Mm -hmm. like a, a point it's they're beautiful they're everywhere and the energy is so special um, but you have to have the consciousness, right? And then they also have so many beautiful springs. Some of the cleanest water mm. in the world comes out of Arkansas. I love Arkansas. Let's go to Arkansas. Yes. I'm a fan. Yeah. 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 That's, and especially with the water. Yes. Yes. Mm. That's super Let, special. Let's go into the water because you literally traveled to Costa Rica because you felt the water calling you in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. So I'm People going go to New there. Zealand in a couple of weeks. It's the water. The water. Yeah. And a really beautiful teaching that the water had for me, a couple in Costa Rica. It was right before my birthday, actually. And um, I woke up in the middle of the night because there was this monsoon that was happening. And my hands were on fire. Where you were at? You were yes. in a monsoon? Yeah, but I was in a, like I was in my, you know, Airbnb. Sure. But it was in the jungle and there was like a full monsoon happening. Oh, dang. And my palms were on fire and I heard like open open your palms up and just let like the energy in. And it was, you know, I've been Reiki attuned, I'm a Reiki master. Like I'm really familiar with working with that energy, mm-hmm. but it was allowing that energy to come through, even not being in, like I, I was, it was inside, I wasn't even outside but it was one of the biggest hand activations that I've ever had. Oh. And then two days later, the place that I was staying had this really beautiful um, river down by it. And I went down by the river and, you know, the water was was communicating and was saying, put your hands under me. And she had this, it was this, a, a really small little waterfall. And to me, the energy was coming through of a feminine in that space. Um and she had me cut my hands underneath the waterfall. And she said, this is the space that you give from. And it was just overflow. And it was so much was pouring in, so much was pouring in my hands. And then everything was just pouring out. And she just kept saying, this is where you create from. This is where you give from. This is where you love from. This is where you, this is the place that we live from. And it's nothing you have to do. It's nothing you have to you know, create, you simply just allow yourself to stay open to all of the inflow. And then from that space of abundance and overflow, you're able to give and share. And it was such a beautiful teaching of really the feminine essence, but, Mm. but of water. Beautiful. That's, it's almost like you have to receive 
mm-hmm. being able to receive first and fill yourself first yeah. and then flow from there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's beautiful. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's the opposite of how I've been operating. <laughs> Are you tired, my dear? Did I sleep three hours last night? Yes, I did. <laughs> you know, one thing I want to share that's coming to me with uh, this hand meditation that you have is, um, I think I've shared this with you before, but if ever I'm in a sticky energy field, I feel icky, or even just sort of helping somebody with something energetically or even physically, I just take a minute or even a moment and just stand and feel all the water cascading all over me, Mm -hmm. particularly my palms, but my whole energetic auric field Mm -hmm. and just let the rain come down and you Mm -hmm. can have that cleansing and time with the water at any moment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that yeah Yeah. the imagination is where it all happens right so I always imagine a waterfall coming from the upper worlds flowing down through me through my whole Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. and out my hands Mm -hmm. and just kind of like sending it out yeah yeah as a way just the same like Mm -hmm. just both purifying both filling renewal and you can also have waterfalls coming up in your imagination up from the center of the earth up Ooh. through your body out through the crown of the head up to the heavens then coming down and blessing everything around you oh did you feel the energy of that? yeah Ooh, yeah that felt good yeah yeah and so it's like it the imagination is the place to play and to create from and so everything you've created some really beautiful things I'm wearing a pair. Thank you. Can, can we can take I, your can, shoe can off? Can I take my shoe off? Yeah. And just show you this beautiful... You you also know a lot about stones, Kim. Astara. Astara is your baby. Mm-hmm. You birthed this first line. First baby. Yeah. It's your first baby. You have different kinds of crystals with different properties on each shoe, as well as... Is it dead stock leather? It's vegetable tanned leather. And then some of some of them are dyed stock. Yeah. Vegetable tanned leather. They're so beautiful and so elegant. And I think I have four pairs. Yeah, I have two. So tell me about this one in particular. So Blue Appetite is all about creation and creativity. (laughs) I I love I saw you walking up today and I was like, oh, you have the shoes on. And they were just so perfect on you. And I kept they kept coming in specifically for you. I was like, Peggy needs the blue ones. Yeah, that is really sweet of you. And I'm so grateful. Yeah, because a couple of months ago, I was like, I want the pink pair. And she's like, uh, the blue pair is haunting me that they <laughs> want to, you to have them. They're so very loud. They're very loud. They're very loud. So yeah. I love them. So thank you. So oh, I interrupted so you. So you were talking about the stone and what they do. And yeah. that's what I'm, fascinates me. Blue appetite to me is like the ocean. It is the space of oceanic um, expansiveness to create. So it's ma- it's really wonderful for... Um, creativity, for expansiveness, for being in this place of really this feminine expanse of the all. It's like that oceanic um, expansion and and the place of really the depth of the ocean to be able to hold and then to be able to really create anything. So it's also very soft. So it's like a really soft gentle feminine stone well they're beautiful thank you okay so i have another question yeah this is something i actually don't know okay who was like 11 (laughs) i know how about that (laughs) who was 11 12 year old mariah 
Who was 11, 12-year-old Mariah? I was a gymnast. Okay. Like a pretty competitive gymnast. Oh, wow. We went um, before and after school. Um, so I was either in the gym or outside barefoot, like in a tree with my bunny. You had a bunny? Yeah. Buttercup. 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 She was the best. Aw. Yeah. She would let me like dress her up in, in dresses and doll outfits. And yeah. Do you still have bunny? Do I still have a bunny? Yeah. Do I still? wish I did. Yeah. I would love to have a bunny. Me too. Just They're not with so Theo. Cute. <laughs> yeah. No. But it was great. It was one of those where I think growing up, I mean, I grew up in Utah. So I grew up in the mountains and we were, mm. we were outside all of the time. So I was really lucky to have that where, um, yeah, most of my childhood was literally either, either, either in a gymnastics gym, um, or outside. In so nature. when you're a gymnast, 11, 12 year old Mariah, um, and people are having birthday parties on the weekend, are you going off to competitions and missing yeah. the birthday parties? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had an interesting, my dad always tells a story that, that um, the neighbors, we you know, we were outside all playing and it was like, sun was starting to go down and I started crying and he was like, what's wrong? And I had wanted to keep playing, but I knew that I needed to go to sleep because I knew that I, if I didn't get enough sleep, then I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't feel great at the gym the next day. So it was really interesting. Like I definitely have always, I think with that training growing up, like I knew how my body was affected by certain things. So I knew I couldn't eat, you know, a lot of candy or I couldn't eat a lot of things that didn't feel good because my body just wouldn't run as well. Um, and we had ballet, we had conditioning, we had meditation classes. Like it was really intense. Um, and yeah, traveling for, for meets and all of that. So I definitely, my friend group, I think in that space was my gymnastics friends. And then friends at school, but it was mostly like that was my life, which I think probably was also. It kept me focused mm. and um, it was an outlet for energy. Mm. Um, and yeah, again, having that really fine tuned connection with my body. It probably really grounded you, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. doing gymnastics, you really have to be in the body and yeah. really present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially at a time when you're so sensitive, we're all so sensitive at those ages. Yeah. Wow. And then as you got older, did you go to prom or are we still traveling? I burned out at yeah. like mm. 13. Okay. Um, and then I went to dance and then pretty like strict ballet school after that. Um, but yeah, I went to prom and still did that. But even with dance, like that was my first, um, you know, I had dance every night for like five hours in, at, in high school Oh my God. and like even on the weekends where it would, I wouldn't really go out or drink with friends because I had dance on Saturday. So that was my, you know, I still had fun and definitely was quite rebellious youngest child that, but to me it was like dance was always my focus and my outlet. And I think in a way, I don't want to say like my way out of Utah, but kind of like everyone at that time stayed in Utah. Like most people, you know, you went to high school, you, they married, you know, 
everyone kind of married each other after high school and just mm-hmm. stayed there and then had babies. And, and that was what it was. And I always knew that I wanted to do something different and explore the world and my life in a different way. So I kind of was always dance was my, I think, way out. I'm curious, were your parents like competitive or something? Or no. just And that was the weirdest thing. Like my like where to come from? No, just my this. mom always said that. She was like, because even, no, she was like, even if I got like a B, she was like, it's okay to get a B. And I was, I really needed to get an A. Oh, and it wow. was almost this interesting thing of, mm, it's not even perfectionism. I think for me, it was like excelling, wanting to excel and wanting to, um, you know, if you're going to do something, and this was kind of at a young age, like one of my coaches and, and even dance teachers, like if you're going to do something, do it a hundred percent, like, mm-hmm. and be the best at it. And there's an element of that that I think is really supportive in, in, you know, in discipline and in, um, pushing past your edges. And then obviously there's a shadow side of that that can get really OCD or, um, you know, have, have some other patterns that will play in with that. So you were the driver mm-hmm. of all of these things, mm-hmm. not your parents. Mm-mm. Oh, interesting. But I think, you know, there was definitely like unrest somewhat in their relationship. Mm-hmm. So th- there is a part of me that I do feel that potentially it was also a outlet or an escape in a way mm-hmm. for me to be able to be, have my own world and have my own thing that I did. But thank God, because you fast forward however many years and you can pull over on the side of the road and and dance. dance. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. We were at right? dinner the other night and I think James was like, do you think you can still do a back handspring? And I was like, I think I could still pull one out. I couldn't do a back tuck, but I can still like randomly oh pull my. out these things because they're just so ingrained. It's wow. like you're so young and it's crazy. I mean, we would do splits like on super splits, like on mats and they would have us hold it for like 10 minutes. And all of the, all of us are bawling, crying. Like we're probably nine years old and we're all in these like super splits. Our muscles are like literally ripping open. You couldn't do that now. Any, I mean, you couldn't probably do what they did to us now, but you know, and we're all crying, but it was, it was interesting thing of like, wow. Again, I guess just pushing through, like it's an interesting thing of kind of locking into yeah, locking in. There's a degree to where you definitely can't do that now, but there's a degree to where we should. I'm not saying that. I would say the pushing through treat, not the staying yeah. in splits and having your muscles rip. But yeah, um, yeah, so a, true. Yeah, I mean, if I have any regret about like raising my kids, it's that piece that my parents gave me, which was just like the fortitude. Mm. You just do it and it doesn't matter how bad it feels. Mm. You just get through it, right? Get something done. And I think the mistake like in my generation that we made with our kids is is that we wanted them to have a better life. And we misunderstood that to mean you don't have to work hard. You don't have to do all the things that I did. And it's like, oh, you know, I finally wised up with my daughter. So she has a lot more fortitude, I would say, than the boys have. They've had to get it later in life. But, you know, I learned by that time, I was like, oh, crap, what I'm doing isn't really supporting them. And um, so just to hear, you know, that to your point, it, there is something about bringing forward that mm-hmm. discipline that's mm-hmm. really needed. And it's and we need it for our identity and for our self-esteem. And I think one of the things that 
the world is missing now with giving everybody everything, you know, like money or whatever. There's a time in life when, yes, you need a helping hand, but to, to take that away from people, to, to say, here, you just do this and to not let them build through their own identity and their Mm -hmm. own struggle is doing a disservice to, to people. So the fact that you have that and you've been able to produce all the results you have and and now be this world traveler and do things that a lot of people are terrified of doing. Like what, you didn't, you know, you didn't know where you're going and you just got in the car and you went like, you know, is, is scary for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of, it was interesting. That was like one of the main things I heard this summer was, and this year, you're traveling by yourself mm-hmm. as a woman. And it's, it was like really shocking to people, mm-hmm. um, which I understand. But it also is like you said, those, those you know, those pockets of fear that we get over that challenge that like, um, that creates so much more trust in yourself Mm -hmm. that you can get through it, that you can push past it. Well, they build this, you know, when you're little, you build on that foundation then for, you know, things that happen to you when you're an adult, you know, it just becomes more ingrained. It makes it easier to get through the hard stuff. Yeah. 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 Man. My, my kids got at me. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids do have at me. Like, can I come back yeah. as a pantry? Yeah, I can. Really? Really? I just, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, did I throw you into a <laughs> mama moment? Like, <laughs> I was just reflecting. You know, to some degree, I think it's good to push through. And to some degree, I think our world really pushes people way too far. Like oh, this whole yeah, society, for sure, there's a balance. Yeah, that's yeah. been yeah. built on money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just, you know, I feel very blessed and grateful, but sometimes I would just like to live in the woods again and get all the way back down to I the I don't grass even roots. think it's just money. I think even just like doing the smallest things for yourself, right? Like you know, getting up and making your bed and just doing actions, actionable things that Mm. you can stop and go, wow, I made my bed. I feel good. Right. Just creating Mm -hmm. order around yourself Mm -hmm. that, you know, when sometimes when kids are little, they're like, I don't want to, so I'm not going to. Right. So, and that becomes a pattern of sloppiness or I don't care or, and so it's not building their self-esteem. And so I think that I'm just talking about little things that, I would do for my kids instead of having them do it for themselves yeah. or I'd have to fight them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's important. Why is it important? You know, showers were a big one in my household for one of my mm-hmm. kids. I won't say who, but it like, they just wouldn't shower. I'm like, come on. Yeah, but I'm just gonna have to shower tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, that's right. You are. <laughs> you know, I know you know who that is without even me saying anything. But anyway, it is. But it is just that consistency of building yeah. inside of yourself, and that you intuitively knew what you needed. And I think that's the beauty of all of this: is listening to your intuition at a young age and knowing this is what I need for my road for success. Mm-hmm. And so I think, and that's what you do so beautifully with every one of your kids. Mm-hmm. You're so present to mm-hmm. stopping and slowing down and go. I'm just asking you. Mm-hmm. Your, your little people are little people. Mm-hmm. They're little humans. <laughs> they they're, are. They're not children. They're like you know, four years old. What do you want? Uh, okay, that. fine. Then you can do that. It's. I mean, it's. Yeah. I've learned so much. I'm going to be such a badass nana, <laughs> nana. I don't know which one I want to be called yet. <laughs> There's so many different some out there. But yeah. I'm laughing inside Peggy because 
I have I have six of them. If my kids want to shower once a week, by all means, do that. <laughs> because <laughs> we don't got a lot of water here in the river in Texas. <laughs> and you know what? You're fine. <laughs> Get a warm washcloth and just clean your mouth. <laughs> also, the pool counts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the pool counts. That's funny. But well, there's a thing, you know, but one of my kids would keep getting impentigo, right? Impentigo, oh, sure, right? Yeah. From lack of cleanliness. So there's a, the, yeah. you know, yeah. so there's a responsibility for not having self-care. That's the bacterial infection. Yeah. Well, yeah. that can come from water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. I, my, uh, yeah. my kids got that from uh, the Santa Monica Beach. Mm-hmm. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. know. So funny, <laughs> but <laughs> but thank you for all the compliments. Even though I don't shower my children, <laughs> Your children are little. My, Wait until they get big and they actually have something. Yes, yeah. <coughs> okay. You can't do that. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold it in. I've been coughing on the side all this time. Um, so that's hilarious. My bed is definitely not made. I definitely got in my bed to nurse my child and then ran right out, beeline here, to be able to sit down and do this. Yeah, no, there's a time in your life when mm-hmm. you can have order and a time when disorder reigns, yeah. you know, and I've been in all of them. <laughs> disorder is reigning and I need order. So what are your yeah. top three things that I should start with that are small things, like making the bed daily? Give me two more, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> what? I, mm-hmm. I couldn't possibly pick that for you. You're a mom of six kids. Um, I would say the thing that's going to give you peace and energy for yourself, that's not going to be a big ask. Making the bed is a good one. Yeah. I think you feel good I, I throughout feel the good. day yeah. when your bed is made. Yeah. What What else? There is a sense of accomplishment. There, it's so right? silly. It's, it's, so, so, it's, so, it's like not that hard. Not, and you do it and you're like, I made my bed. Made my I'm bed. a person that makes my I bed. Exactly. <laughs> and the other thing for me is just, Picking up my clothes. Oh. Like, yeah. Okay. So I take off my clothes at night and whatever. And it's just like picking them up. So it's like those two little actions. I just feel like, okay. I have one more. Whatever you are drinking water from, take it to the sink mm, out of big, your room. Your little sippy cup. Yeah. Let's get that thing out of there. Yeah. It's and just, freshen up the room just like that. It's just boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden I feel reset. I feel like, oh, that felt good. If I don't make my bed when I leave in the morning, I feel incomplete. Yeah. I'm feeling, this is actually my thing that I'm struggling with right now is I'm trying to simplify. I got big, huge boxes in my room of things and James is redoing his closet. We got things everywhere. And I feel like every time I want to like pick up my clothes, I have six questions coming at me from every different Mm. angle. And I'm like, well, you can't, I mean, you're in the middle of a transformation in your bedroom. So that would not be a a good one. That would be maddening, you know, but I also love order. Yeah. I love cleanliness. So I'm going to take those three home with me today and I'm not going to tell my kids that aunt Peggy said it. (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't want to be the bad guy it is true if you don't start it in the beginning of the day it just feels like there's something missing Mm -hmm. you learn discipline you learn travel Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of things and not Mm -hmm. necessarily condoning the discipline that you had or saying judging it at all to whatever degree uh, you're perfect 
I love you perfectly the way that you are. So if you had to do the splits like that, I'm sorry, little Mariah, but (laughs) you're amazing. It worked. (laughs) It worked. (laughs) But, um, but you're right. It makes an imprint and it makes an imprint. That's really beautiful. It was like when I was young, I was watching, this cartoon and in the middle of the cartoon it suggests it had a commercial suggesting if you're waiting for your water to warm up just keep a bucket by the sink and fill it up with that water and then you can go water plants or whatever and that made a really big impact on my life Mm -hmm. because it was a little habit that was imprinted at a very young age and that's when I started to become really cautious of Mm -hmm. the water of Mm -hmm. the environment what are the tiny little things that we're doing that are making an impact. And if I can fill up that bucket every single time, how many buckets did I just have go right down the drain? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's it's similar to like making the bed. It's it's so true. And and my dad mm. built a, you know, when rain would come, he built a like, I don't know, I don't even know what you call it, but underneath. So you a water have, cistern? Yeah, like a water cistern. So he would catch the runoff from the house. And he would be able to run it back for the garden. Mm-hmm. And he just saved every every ounce of water that was used down to, you know, any then he would be able to like calculate what it would cost to flush the toilet. Like it would be like he had it, he had it all systematically worked out. And they have plenty of water, but he just really yeah. respected yeah. rain and really respected the, you know, didn't want to waste anything. And that so I, I come from a family that reuses everything forever which is farmer right yeah 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 so they're so you know they're so macgyver right yes. they know how to do everything every yeah. part of the plant of yes the, yes yes yeah. it's yeah. amazing every that's really of, cool mm-hmm. yeah so it was really interesting to to witness that you know yeah. in, this was something he did i don't know maybe 10 years ago mm-hmm. and when he was in his what 80 or something and he did and he just wanted to be conscientious Mm -hmm. so I think it's I think it's amazing that when we start to appreciate Mm -hmm. water and you know obviously here in Texas and it's been such a drought to not have water and to Mm -hmm. really talk to the water and say wow I'm so grateful and I'm so you know I, I I shower here the same way I shower in my RV I turn on the water, I get wet, I turn off the water, I suds up, I turn on the water, I rinse. You know, I'm just so conscientious that, of, that we don't have a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we had a nanny who um, from Oaxaca, she would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she would come and she would shower and, and I'd hear the water go off and then I'd go, what is she doing? And I'd go back on, I'm like, what is she? And then she told me, oh, we never, in our village, we wouldn't have water. So this is how I shower. I'm like, well, thank you saving water yeah but yeah so it was culturally for her it was since she was little that's what they would do and they would only shower once a week how about that you see <laughs> how about that conserving water <laughs> yes so yeah oh yeah it's beautiful it's 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 a good reminder um that there are just mm. tiny little simple things that we can do and if we start them young it's just second nature. It doesn't have to be the battle. Mm-hmm. It's just who you are. And it makes you feel good. It makes you feel yeah. good. Yep. Yeah, and being aware of what we're doing. It's like that awareness of where we're putting our energy and our attention and that the small things make a big difference. Do you want to know the small things you do that make a big difference in my life? Aw, so <laughs> sweet. Mariah tends to come to my house when I'm in states of overwhelm 
And um, very often with roses or flowers, she'll be like, these flowers were talking to me at the market. So they're coming here, you know, and she'll just come out to the table with a bunch of flowers and a bunch of scissors and invite all the kids to make little bouquets. Or I'll walk into my room and my pillows are being straightened and the candles are being lit. These are things that I always do and love to do. But when somebody else just comes in and does them, I'm like, she knows how to zhuzh like nobody's business. <laughs> she, you are the ultimate zhuzher and it is my love language. And and Peggy does the other thing that I hate, which is dishes. And she'll come in and all the dishes are done. And I'd I, rather zhuzh, be honest I, with I, you. I, but <laughs> they I, need to be done. So what are you going to do? <laughs> I appreciate that so much. Um, it just... Well, we had that, so little, um, that little party that you threw... And you were just like on it, moving pillows and, as you say, zhuzhing the whole space. It was really gorgeous. You had such a vision in your mind of what you were creating. It was really beautiful. It was yeah. a team effort. We all we yeah. all did our, it was like a hive. We yeah. all did our pieces. Yeah, it was pieces. a hive. Yeah, yeah it was totally. fun. It was so fun. But I what love I, that. I love about your offering in this world. It and it be- rained. And, and it rained. And it rained on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Kim's like, do you think it's going to rain? I'm like, it's definitely going to rain. We need to move the party inside. Yeah. So we start getting things. And Mariah is the only one who got caught in the rain. And doused. So doused. Doused. Like just <laughs> downpour. Yes. Yes. You looked amazing. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> of course. It's so Sorry, good. Didn't mean to but well, you. no, it's just, I mean, that's Mariah. She'll get rained on. She's fine. She, the probably a leprechaun caused it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably. They were laughing in the corner of the barn. And, and I just, down to your brand or any company or anything you do or the gifts you bring the children, everything is two things. It's simple and it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's just the way that you are and the way that you maneuver and even the way that you process. And if you ever want to get messy, girlfriend, I got you covered. <laughs> Don't worry, babe. There's mess there for <laughs> sure. No, really, you're for so sure. elegant. Like that's the, there's just an elegance to everything you create. Yeah. Which is, that's my brand. I love elegance. <laughs> I just come in and have you guys shower me with the Your simple beauty, your exactly. elegant, soft plushness. Yes. I am like, yes. <laughs> what? Your mother Stop Earth. It right now. <laughs> Goddess. You know? I'm having fun. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I just love being here. It's so nice to be on the land, on the ranch. and with you guys and I I just love how it's your home too I found out that you were here last night through people here this morning (laughs) this morning I was like I didn't even text Kim yet to tell her I was in I was so delirious when I got home last night we met her on the way to the cabin and Bobby's holding his famous pizza and he's like are you hungry his meat pizza right like she's like I'm so delirious and she really was like just cuckoo yeah and so he gave her a piece of pizza and sent her in her room yeah yeah I think my voice was like a full octave higher like I was just like like literally out of my body yeah Yeah. which very rarely happens I've never seen you like that yeah it was it was yeah it was interesting but I grounded just arrived from London yeah so the fact that you're even doing this podcast, thank yeah. you very much. Yes. You just arrived from London. Um, what's on the horizon for you? What is on the horizon? Um, 
going to New Zealand in a couple of weeks okay. for an adventure. Mm. Um, going to be here in Austin for a bit, it feels like. I yes. am working, percolating on another book, which I'm excited about. Mm. And yeah, I'm, I'm in a space of deep listening right now. It feels like this last year was... Again, so much of unwinding and letting things come to a closure and also being okay with that. And I think not needing to know what is next and mm. not needing to like put the cart before the horse. Um, you know, I, I think in this day and age, like we're expected to kind of know and like, oh, one thing is ending. Like when's the next thing beginning or when's your next, you know, what what else are you creating? What else, what else is next? And it's been a really interesting process of, of being in the space of the in-between and mm. not only for myself, but also from other people. It's like, it almost makes other people uncomfortable for them mm. not to, they're like, what, what do you, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I feel it coming through and, and we'll see what that looks like. Again, I know that so much of my work is about that interface between um, humans and nature and through design and beauty and spaces and, um, and clothing. And so we'll see kind of what that turns into next. I'm sure your listeners are like this lady with her, <laughs> with her elementals and the dragons, little kooks, but you I, know, that's, yeah, I love it. I mean, Peggy and it's, I haven't even brought our weirdness. to Yeah, the table exactly. Yet. How, like, is that not, you know, how is that not happening? There are people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they're listening to the show, they have a, totally. they have a little twinkle there. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> a few people in their mind talking to them. What I really appreciate about what you just said is if we zoom out, we could potentially look at this as a transitionary time, which we've been referring to it as because one door is shutting, which means mm -hmm. another door is opening. And also, is there, does transition even exist in presence? Mm, no, I would say no to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's been coming in so much recently of actually even stopping saying I'm in transition because mm -hmm. I, I was catching myself for a while, which that in itself almost feels like you're not arrived where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like you're somewhere else than you're supposed to be. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and yet that space of if you're fully present in your body, in the moment, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So there is no, and in that now moment, you can create whatever you want. Yeah, it's the time of creation mm -hmm. is what I would say mm -hmm. about it, right? It mm -hmm. feels you're just in the moment creating and flowing. Mm -hmm. So you're so in the flow. Yeah, just listening. That was really fun, I will say. One thing about being in Scotland and driving on the other side of the road is your brain is already starting to calibrate to like everything is reversed. Oh, interesting. So it was an interesting moment of, okay, it was actually an opportunity to unwind certain thought patterns because your, your, your brain is already trying to have everything be reversed. Mm. So that's why I do feel like travel is such a great space for creation and, and reinvention because you're putting yourself in all of these new spaces that you don't really have any energetic ties to in any way that you're able to just create from that space in the now. Um, yeah. That, that cool. is so beautiful. It, it's reminding me of something Anthony William, the medical medium said to me recently, we got on the phone 
and uh, he's got a brain book out now and we were getting deep into the brain and he was talking about OCD and ticks and patterns and all these things and he said as you're detoxing from the body and you're releasing certain things in the physical it's really healthy and great to travel Mm. because it allows you to change whatever patterning developed during that time. So as you're detoxing, getting out and traveling, it's also why um, the Jewish holiday of Sukkot exists. And we just passed that time Mm. in the stars where, you know, you literally have a structure outside of your house and you have your meals there and you sit with your friends in there. And the whole purpose Mm -hmm. is to get out of your house get out of your patterns, Mm -hmm. spend a week, recalibrate the brain in a different way, and then you can enter the house anew. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for surfacing all that. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Powerful time. Powerful time. Such a powerful time on the planet right now (laughs) too. There's just so much, you know, there's so much available to create with Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's, it's also been a process of courage to do something new can we can we it, for me it actually takes practice like I don't know about you guys but when we're Kim I feel like you're really quick of just like <laughs> this is what it is moving forward of like imagining something new creating something new and and stepping into it and not having the old cords or attachments to the to the old if that makes sense of like fully energetically like mm-hmm. being in this new space um, call that the death rebirth process energetically, but it's, it's fascinating. And I find as I'm getting older, it actually takes more practice and presence Mm. to, to come into that new where it's a lot easier Mm -hmm. when you're younger for some reason. Well, I, you know, was spirit kicked me out of our house right in 2020 in the pandemic. And we've been kind of on the road since Mm letting go of everything at this stage of life and then just traveling all the time has been really initially like um, so much fun. And then somewhere along the line, it got a little like, this is like too much. (laughs) And then, you know, and we're still traveling. And so we're trying to kind of like create something that's a little more balanced um, because I think we've been cycling through the ranch, you know, maybe we will be here for a week and then we're gone for three and then we're here for three days and then we're gone for two. And then we're like, we're, Initially, we were here for like two weeks and then gone two weeks. And so then it just really got away. So it really was freeing and so exciting because you never knew where you were going to end up. And just the, the all the different places. How could I possibly pick where I'd want to live, right? It was like always like Bobby would say, where do you want to live? And I said, well, I will tell you where I don't want to live. I want to live where like I feel connection and connection for me is people and the place, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to feel a connection with the, with the land as well as with the people. And um, so it's been a beautiful travels for me as well, a beautiful place of discovery and fun and freedom. And then, you know, trying to find the balance of like what's too much. Mm-hmm. And it's recently, now we're kind of back into balance a little bit. But, you know, up about a month ago, it was like, okay, I just really like somebody, somebody help me take care of, you know, take my schedule and and so that I can stop and stop doing so much, stop going so many places. Yeah. Hang with Kim. That's what you need. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I needed this to ground me. I needed my girlfriend (laughs) to stay in one place for a minute. And all the babies. 
<laughs> you were all over. All over. All, all over. All over. All the time. All Pe- over. All people the time. are like, I am trying to get a hold of Peggy. How do-? I'm like, don't call me about getting a hold of Peggy. <laughs> we haven't even seen each other. Our schedules were so random. We randomly ran into a, a friend in Park City at the same time, coming from different directions. No joke. Yeah. I called my friend <laughs> and wild. I said, well, this is our life. Yeah. I mean, I met Peggy in Israel the same trip I met James. So I met yeah. my soulmates That's all right. in one trip. Right. I just went for it. And That's you efficient. The, I'm I'm efficient and I'm Get quick. You're right. Exactly. I'm she freaking is. You're quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm Three quick, soulmates, one trip. <laughs> quick We're process. This done. Yes. And uh, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Well, you were just talking about Jen. You called Jen oh, Drummond. Oh, my three hours yeah. of sleep is coming into play. Um, so I called my friend Jen in Park City and I'm like, hey, we are leaving Jackson Hole and we could take a route to go see you if you're available. And she's like, yeah, come today. So I said, great. So, you know, our RV of all eight of us, she's a trooper, lets us come. She goes, by the way, Peggy and Bobby are going to be here tomorrow. I'm like, are you serious? So, so we hadn't seen each other for, I don't know, six weeks or some, All you were gone all summer. Too long. Too, yeah. And it was like, hello. So it was, it was such a homecoming. It was Kim and James and their six kids. It was so great. And so Jen and her six kids and Bobby and I. Jen Drummond and wow. her seven children. Oh, so, wow. Which one did I forget? So her, sorry. So, yeah, you seven. forgot the twins. I forgot the twins. Which, yes, yeah. which is wow. two. Two, yes. <laughs> so Jen also was, kicked our butt because we've oh. been talking about this podcast for a while. And she's like, why don't we do the first one in my bathroom? And yeah. so we got to have a little practice yeah. sesh with Jen who... And, oh, you'll, if you haven't met her, you will yeah. at some point with all... All of them. Yeah, They're she's adorable. a force. She is amazing. She's a yeah. force. Thank you, Jen. Hi, Jen. Jordan. I love yeah. that. So she's, that she's got her own podcast. She's a mountaineer. Mm. She's climbed all these incredible mountains. She's breaking records. And yeah. And so. she has seven and kids. She has seven and she has kids. seven kids. She has seven kids. Yeah. Okay. So amazing. Mar- Mariah, um, this one, you know her deal. She's psychic and she gets these messages and things. I, I think so, we should probably you know, skip this one because we should probably be asking her I was gonna say, for a message from gonna, one of her elementals. No, I love all of your <laughs> I love all of your, I'm here for this. Yes, no, I'm here for if, this. If you want to take a break from listening yourself and do the lazy version and have Peggy answer a question for you or just give you a message, if you want, she she's right yeah, here. Either and one. I'm offering her services. <laughs> I'm imagining. I, who knows what I'm going to tap into and where they're coming from? All the little, your little, your little spirit people. So, a specific question, sure, to my life or just anything that wants to anything, come in. Anything that you want that you're or if curious you just want about. An, an open message. Or, yeah, yeah, let's do an. Um, how about an open message for the beginning of the year? We'll say for you. Yeah. Okay. She's going to be on the ranch. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I had to move. I had, like, the first thing that comes in is this leprechaun. We're just, like, like, like protecting you. Like, who are you? Like, this, like, little belly. Who are you? Like, right there at your third eye going, you have to get by me. Um, like, oh, my gosh. Okay, so. Well. So they're just showing me how um, the wind is also working with you. Ha! 
and um, and that the wind and the rain were yes, it's raining, it's windy. They're, they're both working with you, and just asking you to not be blown around, yeah. right? And so part of what you're being asked to do next year is it's not less travel. It's how how you're um, being initiated. In the travel, can you feel that pain in your low back that's coming in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've got, there's pain in your low back that's coming in, and it's really connected to the longing for grounding, mm. and the longing, and there's a bit of an exhaustion that's happening from the mm. f- being whipped around. Okay. <sighs> yeah, so um, the longing to be grounded, and that's why being on the ranch is going to support you, because there's a lot of grief mm that you've also picked up through your travels, like you're so porous, you've picked up a lot of grief from a lot of these places that you've connected with. Mm. And, um, and they don't want you to do that, by the way, but it's kind of your nature. So they're just asking you to, to release a lot of that grief that's been there. And I can feel it whole, almost like a garter belt, like wrapped mm. around your mm. protection mm. around all of your feminine. And, um, and so when you're traveling alone, there's a protection, as you said, there's a protection. So it's almost like there's a chastity belt mm-hmm. of the spirit world's created around you. So you don't get yourself, mm-hmm. you know, uh, attracting the wrong sort of, um, elements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so letting all that go the first part of this year and just deep relaxation, or they're just showing me like having her like in a mud bath, <laughs> Like really taking you to like some like mud, like let's do that. Yeah. That feels really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really, really connecting and letting the mud really ground you and nurture you and love you just so you can be, let some of that go with the, it want the earth wants to help you. And that's one of the ways it wants to help you is let you immerse in the mud and relax in the mud play in the mud, get messy, as you said. And and then it just feels like it opens up to this really more free-spirited energy again, but it feels a little more rooted and a little more stationary and less um, also being able to connect with the properties without having to go there. Like, it's coming in. Mm. I can stay right here, and I can write about you from here. I can feel everything from here without having to go there. And so for anybody who's listening, you know, if you're being called someplace, you don't necessarily have to go there. You can invite it into your field, into your imagination and let that come in and nourish you and give you everything that it needs. Um, because we are that way. We are, we're all creators and we can all allow it. So I just see you being able to write and create and generate and rejuvenate here without having to do so much travel. You'll still go from time to time, but that's what it feels like. Um, after the first of the year and just this releasing of that weightedness in the back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I can feel it. Question for me, but I'm sure this also relates to other people that are traveling a lot when when we are, because I feel like I do my own cleansing, Mm -hmm. but is there a way that would be simpler and easy to not pick up energy when we are in transit? Mm. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the obvious one, washing hands, mm-hmm. intentionally just washing hands and writing, like, um, if you have water to actual wash your hands mm-hmm. and just imagine everything dumping off of you and out the bottom of your feet. And then like, I always imagine like a tunnel of light coming over me mm-hmm. and just grounding me from heaven to earth as a form of protection. And if you don't have water, you can hold your hands out and imagine that waterfall coming down through your body and coming out through all of your chakras Mm. and through the belly and through the hands and just offering it all again to mother earth, just going through the body and through the hands and exhaling and just letting go. Mm -hmm. Right. Is, and so when the exhale and the let go, and then again, the sun coming out and pouring liquid gold 
into you through the body all the way down to the center of the earth as a way to anchor. The other thing is sitting under a tree. You probably know, mm-hmm. right? Just leaning against mm-hmm. the tree and let the tree take everything. The trees are, just ask permission, mm-hmm. right? Always ask permission from the tree, touch the tree. Mm-hmm. How do you know if the tree says yes? Well, you'll know if it says no, because <laughs> it will feel off. It will feel uncomfortable. You'll feel, ooh, uh, you're, you won't be drawn to the tree mm-hmm. if it's saying no. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, but always ask permission um, because they are living beings. And um, yeah. Oh, our first little intuitive lesson on here. That's a good one. You'll know if it's a no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Also, don't forget, we learned together the mm-hmm. intention that you can put in a prayer position with the hands to create a field mm-hmm. around you yeah. before you even go, right? Yeah. I think what my thing has been the past little bit is it's the consistency with that and even yeah. coming back to like making your own bed. Like I, I, I used to have a routine of, of protection every day and then I kind of got to a point where I was like, I, don't I just don't want to do that. I, I don't need it. Yeah, the same way. I would do the same thing, and I would use essential oils. I would use frankincense, mm-hmm. myrrh, and clary sage. Mm-hmm. Um, frankincense on the head, myrrh mm-hmm. on the chest, sage on the feet. And then I just, I got tired of doing it. And I'm like, I'm good. Until you're not. Totally. <laughs> Until you're not, right? It's just yes. like, yes. yeah, the little witch in us gets tired. <laughs> Use like, a break. Don't want, we don't need to do that. I've got God. All that's true. And we're physical energy, you know, and we connect with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God yeah. God is a, a good point to bring up though. I'm in this place of just God bless me, God bless this yeah. day, God bless this person, God yeah. remove this thing. You God know, take this from me. Yeah. Offer it up to God. Mm-hmm. All powerful. Yeah. So powerful. That energy of creation, right? Mm-hmm. All powerful. And I think we're I don't know how many days we are from being uh we can get naked down at the river. Nobody's gonna see you, girlfriend, <laughs> and we're gonna go lay in, the mud lay in the mud and rub it all over, and yes. then go wash it off in the river. Yes, yeah. that's yes. right. Yes. All right, it's a date. Yes, <laughs> mud bath date, and the kids would love it. Yes, I feel yeah. like the kids would be into it. <laughs> totally be into it. Actually, they might. <laughs> they might want your clothes on. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't gotten them into the whole naked. Um, uh, hot spring oh yeah thing yeah i feel like yeah. josh was getting to the age now where i feel yeah. like well maybe. now it's, yeah. now it's a little getting, tricky he's, he's getting 10 it's he's, a little tricky he's getting there yeah yeah, yeah. but it just feels yeah. so good though it's one of those things of being you know and if you do it by yourself it's, it's become a practice of mine if, if i'm in deep nature it just the body feels so good to be on the earth and mm-hmm. in the water in our natural form and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be you know i'm I'm definitely more on the conservative side when it comes to being around other people, but it's just definitely a really healing practice. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for bringing your game with all those little mischief makers and fairies (laughs) and protectors. I didn't the know little, we were going to go the, there, but this is great. Leprechaun. So oh my fun. God. I'm so glad you're the first one to break our audience in. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, now I know what it's about. It didn't have to be us. <laughs> Mariah De La Mer did it. Open that door. All the secrets that happen in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. right. You've been outed. We love you. So good. Yeah. Love you so much. We'll be seeing you yeah. in a second. Yeah. <laughs>